Hello, everyone. Today is March 22nd, 2023. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about my time in Orlando at the Exchange 2023 conference. And I'm going to be sharing the swag that I picked as the winner of that conference. And I'll be sharing an IT etiquette story that I've got with the client that I'm relieving and giving to another one. So it's a little bit of an offboarding, onboarding type deal. So that is going to be the show for tonight. Uh, Thanks for watching and or listening. Let's get to it. friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. This is a show for IT professionals, managed service providers, and everyone involved in the channel where we talk about stories, products, and tips in an effort to help you run your business and support your customers better, smarter, and faster. The show is presented by NetAlly, and I will talk a little bit about them later in the show because... They helped me out when dealing with a client and another uh, provider coming in to take over. Uh, Tonight, as I mentioned uh, before the intro, I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on my time in Orlando. Uh, I was, well, I was going to say invited, but I was actually, I believe the right words I'm going to use are invited, encouraged, chastised, coerced, threatened to go by a friend of mine. And I did end up going. It was a great event. And uh, I'll share a little bit about uh, my experience there. Uh, But I want to go ahead and start off with this IT etiquette story. So many of you have written me, and I promise that I will do a better job of responding to emails on the air. I do respond to them by writing back directly. Some of them I don't think uh, really fit into the show. When I do a show, if I've got a guest or I've got a topic, but there are going to be times where I will start to share stories about me and my business. There's a lot of new listeners to the show who don't quite know who I am. So for those that do not know, as I mentioned, my name is Marvin B and I run an IS, uh, what I was going to say, an ISP, that's not right, an MSP or a network support company down here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, this is going to be my 26th year having this business. I started off like a lot of us. I was working at a computer repair store, thought I could do much better on my own because our store was not providing on-site support to businesses. So I said, I can do that. So that's what I did. And without going into all the details, here I am 26 years later, uh, still going strong, at least in my opinion, doing good, paying the bills. Wife is happy, got the house, got her pool, so doing well. Um, but I forgot where I was going with that already. Such a great show. But anyway, um, for those of you that do not know, this is the podcast that originally was named Podnuts Pro. It was a show that was started by a friend of mine, Matt Rainey, who had taken a break. And people were missing the show. I brought it back and we've changed it a little bit. It's now the IT Business Podcast. And we try to share stories with other providers in the industry. We 
kind of like an informal peer group. Uh, we bring vendors on the show and we do a lot of things where we just try to help each other, you know, do what we do. Uh, when I started in this industry, uh, people didn't share, people didn't communicate. And we all tried to keep our piece of the pie thinking that, you know, if we shared anything, it was going to be used against us. And folks, just like everything else, you know, this is a global world. There's too much business out there. And, you know, sharing your stories and experiences with somebody in a different state isn't going to ruin your business. So that's what we do here. And that's why I started the show. That's who I am for those of you that are new to me and to the podcast. For those of you that have been listening for a long time, I obviously continue to thank you for your patronage, for your support. And as I said, you guys have been emailing me stuff that I don't always bring to the air. So uh, we're going to be doing that, and I will share some of my stories, uh, one of which I'll go ahead and share tonight. This is, I'm, I'm probably going to put together an IT etiquette series or some sort of topical show where we talk about the things that you should and shouldn't do. Some of those will be mistakes that I've made or, you know, things that I have done that have really helped me. And in this case, I'm going to talk about a situation where I have a client that this year uh, has been with me 19 years and five months. And next month, I will be losing them because about 18 months ago, they were purchased by another company. This is a medical office that I have fought tooth and nail with them over the years to do their HIPAA compliance to grow their business. They actually have a good, solid business. I forget where they are in you know, the ranking of all of my clients, but they're up there. They are, are just, uh, I think they're about 35 uh, computers. There's actually about 40 plus users there between the doctors and the nurses and the medical assistants. All of them don't have computers. There's actually 53 iPads that we manage. Uh, we do their camera systems. Uh, we have taken over just about everything for them, but they have now been absorbed into a national uh, medical office. And so they are going to be absorbed as of next month. So for the last 18 months, I have still been supporting them because the company that is coming in is not local. They're actually out of a northern state, and I'm not going to name the state because I don't want you Googling and trying to figure out who it is um, and who my client is, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. But uh, so for 18 months, this company has said, just keep doing things as normal. We're not going to really change anything. We're not going to, you know, do anything until a later date. And we'll, we'll let you know ahead of time and we'll have, you know, plenty of time for the transition and all of that. Well, come to find out that they had decided a couple of months ago that they were going to come down and begin to do the transition. And I kept asking, is there anything that you need from me? Do I need to be there? No, we're just going to come down and we just want to count what's there. We want to get an, an idea of the number of the machines and get a feel for the office. Now, I should probably tell you that they did come down in the very beginning and see the network. Not much has really changed, so they were aware of the network, and I've also been told that people have shown up 
over the last year and a half without telling us and, you know, looked at stuff. Nothing major. However, this time, you know, again, I made several offers to be available for them. And they were told, no, we're not going to do anything. Um, Come to find out, they showed up with four texts. And it was going to be basically three days. They flew in uh, the evening of, I think it was a Sunday evening. And they were going to spend Monday and Tuesday there, leave out Wednesday morning. And Monday comes and goes. No big deal. Nothing happens. Uh, They do send me requests for some passwords uh, for things like email, uh, the phone system, nothing to do with the network or anything like that. But come Tuesday night around 5 p.m., actually more specifically, it's probably like 5.20, 5.25, I was getting ready to leave my office when I started getting alerts from my Domo's box that devices were going offline at this particular client. And I wanted to wait a few minutes because they do have, you know, issues with the Comcast. You know, we are all part of the Comcastic internet service down here. So I thought, well, maybe it's Comcast, but turns out it was only certain devices in a particular part of the business. This business is set across two floors and one floor, there are actually three connected offices because they had started out as one small office and then would add on and add on. So we just kept adding on offices. So it's not one cohesive network. It's actually, you know, four networks that we've connected together. And so this one section was going down and it was, of course, the main section. So stuff was going off and went into my RMM and noticed that there were computers off, phones were off. And so I called the office manager to ask, hey, is there something going on over there? And she's like, oh, no, nothing. I said, well, something has to be happening because I've got these alerts going off. And she said, well, why don't we walk around and see? So she walked into the main area where the bulk of the IT equipment is. And I'm not going to tell you where it is because you'll laugh and you'll be like, Marv, that's how you run your network? Yeah. Trust me, it's doctors, they're cheap, and I keep them running. But needless to say, the technicians were in that area unplugging cables from the switches. And I asked, you know, why are you unplugging switches? Oh, well, we just wanted to kind of consolidate cables and see if we can do this and that. I said, you realize you have stuff going down. Oh, all right, well, we've plugged everything back in. And I said, yeah, but you probably didn't plug them back in in the right places because those switches are VLAN. And the technician in charge was like, oh, well, that's wonderful. And I said, yes, it is. So we spent probably the next half an hour. I had to literally go into the switch and reconfigure the VLANs and the trunking and all of that so that we could get everything back up. And before we hung up, I said, okay, there's still a couple of things off. And they're like, well, everything's on here from what we can see. And I said, well, but I can see in my management dashboard, not everything's still on. And I said, it's really important because the person that you don't have connected is the computer and phone of the office administrator. 
And they're like, oh. So they quickly ran in and found where that was and plugged her in. And of course, she was there and she's like, what the hell are you doing? Sorry for my cursing, but it was that kind of a situation. So needless to say, this is what the company was doing. Now, I save, I tell you that story to let you know that this is a situation where I put in my notes for this show, don't touch my shit. And the reason I say it that way is this is a situation where I'm still running the network until they take over. And for the last 18 months, there has been no communication from this company on anything related to how the transition is going to take place. Now, I have it in place at my office. I have a checklist for this client in particular, but for most of my clients, I have a checklist. For this customer, I had to do a much more extensive checklist because of all the things we manage of my offboarding procedure. And I know what things I need to hand over to them. And I know in what order I need to get them stuff so that they can keep service running. I know that I've got my RMM, which has got my AV, my web protection. I've got server backups. I've got workstation backups. I've got the VLAN configurations of the switches. We've got Wi-Fi, uh, ruckus Wi-Fi access points with multiple VLANs on the Wi-Fi because we've got the iPads on one network. We've got the guest network. We've got these digital signs on another network. It's a lot for a, an office that for this company should really have been a no-brainer for them to do, but they did not ask me for anything. They did not investigate anything. And when I finally did have that meeting with them on the transition, it happened after this event. It happened because I asked them to have the meeting. And I said, guys, why don't you tell me what we're going to do when the transition happens? And they're like, oh, well, it's going to happen on this date, and we just basically, we're going to rip everything out and put in all new stuff. And I said, okay, that's great. Uh, do you know what you're ripping out and what you need to replace? And they're like, well, we went through and took pictures and counted, and I said, okay, what about the services? What about email? What about the mobile device management for the iPads? Nothing. They knew nothing. So... That was part one. Part two is when we got to reviewing what had happened that Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. when stuff started going down. I said, do you guys expect me to continue supporting this customer until that transition date? And they're like, well, of course. That's, that's why we've let you do everything. So I said, so if I wasn't available or we did not respond to those alerts going down, until the next day and you were forced to do whatever it is you needed to do to get the backup, what would you have done? Oh, well, we don't know. And it just struck me that here is a company that I don't know how many techs are in their IT department. I don't know how long they've been doing stuff. I know a couple of things because I've researched them and this is a company that should be big enough and should have done this enough where they have gone in and taken over other companies and other networks, they should have known better that you need to know the environment that you're in or at least have respect for the people that did the work before you that you don't just go in and start unplugging stuff. I mean, this is a medical office that has to have HIPAA compliance. 
They should know this. I just don't think that they do. And this is one of the reasons why I'm like, you know, I don't care how long you've been in business or how big you are, how badass you think you are. If you're going to do something as simple as unplug stuff without knowing what they are, you know what? That's a bad black eye on our industry. And it's what makes us look bad, which is one of the things that I, I just don't understand that you're going to be that type of company and just come in and blatantly ignore, you know, something that's been in place. I, I, I run this network for 19 years, you know, and I've thought that I've proved to them over the last 18 months, you know, I'm not just some schmuck with a trunk, you know, and throwing in stuff from Best Buy and, you know, whatever. This is a network that I've put together meticulously and did as best I could with the resources that I was given, with the funds that I was given, because like I said, this doctor is, I'm not going to say he's cheap, but obviously, you know, if we don't have to spend the money, I don't want to spend the money. But we did everything that we should have in terms of keeping them set up and running in a compliant manner, separating out the networks, doing the VLANs. We've got secure remote access. When I ask them about how they're going to handle that, they've got four or five people that work remotely all the time. And they're like, oh, we didn't know. Here it is again. You are less than a month away from taking over a network that you have had access to for 18 months and you haven't asked a damn thing except that you're going to rip and replace, which is fine. I have no problem with that. And actually, I like the fact that they were willing to say, well, do you have anything that you can do with the stuff that we pull out? Because we don't have, I said, sure, I'll take it all and bring it back to my office. So that is what me and I'm going to have a couple of techs there helping me. We are going to literally walk in Friday at 5 p.m., start unplugging our stuff, packing it up and bringing it back to my office. Um, And then they're basically left on their own. So we should be done sometime. We'll do a little bit Friday night and then we'll do more Saturday. And by Saturday afternoon, all of my stuff will be out. And when I say my stuff, literally everything, computers, monitors, switches, Synologies, server, access points, phones, everything is coming out and we'll be back at my office by Saturday so that that following Monday, my hands are clean and they will be on their own. So my IT etiquette story, don't touch shit that isn't yours unless you've gotten permission or talked to the person ahead of you and you know what you're doing. Because the problem is that client could have been literally out of luck the next morning, not being able to work or, you know, at the very least, you know, a few doctors and a few nurses that couldn't get on their iPads because the Wi-Fi was down, uh, you know, switches and computers and phones were off. You know, you're going to, you know, listen, if that happens after the transition, I don't care. But as long as I'm still responsible, then I'm going to be responsible. So that is my story for tonight. If you, if anybody out there thinks that I should have handled it a little bit differently, or maybe you've got uh, some comments about how I did it, or maybe some suggestions, hey, let me know. Go ahead and uh, email me, 
marvin at itbusinesspodcast.com. I'd like to get your thoughts on a better way to handle that. Again, I was trying to do the right thing and just being patient, waiting for them to reach out to me. Uh, I didn't yell at them, even though I yelled tonight as part of my show here. Uh, I did not yell at them at the time it happened. I just said, hey, you know, you took stuff down. What do you want to do to get it back up? We got it back up. And I think I'm more upset that they did not apologize at that time. It was not until a week later that somebody, and not even the techs that were there, apologized. Okay. That's my story. If you have any comments, uh, email me. Let me know. Or put them in the chat here if you're watching live. I see there's a few people there. Uh, If anybody wants to check in and say hello, let me know who you are. Thank you very much. Uh, We are streaming here on, let's see, we're streaming on YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, and the Facebook, all three places simultaneously. Sweet. All right. Let's, uh, before I get into the exchange, let me go ahead and say thank you to uh, the people that are allowing us to do this. Uh, The IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly. The ultimate solution for all your network needs with advanced diagnostic tools and 24-7 support, NetAlly ensures your network runs smoothly and efficiently. Their network testers and Wi-Fi analysis tools help network engineers and technicians better deploy, manage, and maintain networks. Say goodbye to frustrating downtime and hello to fast and reliable network performance. Try NetAlly today and experience the peace of mind that comes with a reliable network. And if you're watching here on the video, our live stream is sponsored by Computers Done Right. Are you tired of slow and unreliable computers? Say goodbye to computer woes with Computers Done Right, a managed IT services company providing computer repair, IT support and management in Venice, Florida, and surrounding areas. With their expert technicians, you can get your computer running at top speed in no time. They offer a full range of IT solutions to meet home and business needs. So why wait? Get your computer fixed with computers done right. And you know what? I should have done this because as sponsors, they should have their logo here up on screen. There is NetAlly. There is computers done right. And I should also let you all know that I will be in attendance at TechCon Unplugged 2023 this September, uh, the 7th through the 10th. It is going to be at the Delta Hotels Woodridge in New Jersey. And I'm looking at the city name and I don't, South Island, New Jersey. Don't know where that is, but that's where we're going to be. And it is supposedly a very nice Marriott Hotel. And that is going to be the event. So techconunplugged.com. We are still in the early bird ticket stages. So if you head over to the site now, you can register and get early bird pricing of $199. Uh, After that, the ticket jumps to $349. So be sure to head over there and get your ticket. Uh, Basically, the conference for MSPs by MSPs put on by our good friends over at MSP Unplugged, Paco and Rick. Shout out, fellas. Uh, Get over there and do that. All right. So the exchange conference, 
ladies and gentlemen, I want to say for the record that the channel company, who is the company that puts on the exchange conference, my goodness, fantastic event, great event, superb location. Uh, it was at this low Sapphire's uh, resort, um, folks, I can't say much about it. It is, it is a fantastic place where they had this event. This is an event that, like I said, the channel company puts on, uh, it is a place where, uh, it channel decision makers, technology suppliers come together and discuss the latest trends, challenges, and opportunities in the industry. They have uh, two events a year, uh, the big ones, I should say. There's one in March and one in August. And it features, of course, keynotes, uh, panel discussions. But one of the things that is different about this conference is that they do breakout sessions, which are not your typical breakout sessions. So they have what they call boardrooms. And you are put into rooms where I don't know what the average size of the room is. Our our group, I think there were 17 of us. And these are sessions where you sit with these people the entire event. This took place uh, over three days. It actually started on Sunday and went through Tuesday. So for three days, you go into this boardroom with this group. And I think we did... 15 sessions out of the event. So, of course, you've got your keynotes, you've got your presentations, you've got your panel discussions, but the breakout sessions are these boardrooms. And what's different about this conference is usually when you go to a conference, it's you trying to figure out what you want to go attend and which rooms you're going to go see, and you pick your vendors and you run and do all that. Well, in this case, you stay in the same room. All the vendors come to you. So you don't have to, you know, get up and choose or whatever. Now, the difference is you don't know until you get to the conference which vendors you're going to see. So that probably is the one thing that uh, you would have to get used to. I will say, so when I was there, because this was my first event, uh, I will say that it kind of felt like the IT equivalent of a timeshare meeting. Because this is an event, and I'll say this, I should go probably go back and tell you, this is an event that you can't just sign up and go. You can't just pay some money and go. This is an event that you have to apply for. In some cases, you have to know somebody to get approved because not everybody that applies gets approved. So I have some pretty good friends in high places that, as I mentioned earlier, told me that I should go and basically badgered me for, I don't know, months and months. And it was a situation where, like, it's in Orlando. Why don't you just freaking go? So I went. And I will say this. Even though I said it feels like the IT equivalent of a timeshare for three days, it actually was a pretty amazing event. Uh, I won't give away some of the other stuff because I don't, I'm not going to say that I shouldn't say it. I'm sure that you're allowed to say some of these things, but I just think that if you want to find out about this event, you need to uh, go and uh, look at the page. Did I even, I was looking to see if I put a link in the 
thing here to put on the show notes. I'll find it for the show notes. It won't be live here on the screen, but I'll find the link for you to go and research the channel company exchange conferences. And if you get a chance to go, you need to go. And here's also the other thing that I was going to say that's different about this conference. There are a ton of vendors here. Now, there are conferences that are bigger with more vendors, but most of the time those vendors aren't always aligned to the IT space, the managed services space. Uh, the, the event that I had talked about previously uh, a couple of months ago was the IT Expo. That's down here in Fort Lauderdale. It's actually a combination of multiple conferences. It's the IT Expo. It's the MXP Expo. It's some other expo. It's the Cannabis Expo. It's a whole bunch of expos. So when you go down to the vendor hall, there may be 100 vendors, but half of them have nothing to do with IT. They may be, you know, 30 phone vendors. They may be, you know, automation vendors. There may be, you know, machinery. There's a whole bunch of vendors. All right. I had no interest in seeing most of those vendors there. There were a few that were IT related and they were good. Actually, I saw my good friend Scully and Miss Perro there. We had dinner. I talked about that earlier and showed that in a uh, previous episode. Uh, but for, for the most part, it wasn't. This event, Exchange, whew, all IT channel vendors that you know, you love, some of them old hat, some of them emerging, some of them you may not have heard of because remember, it's a big channel, but it is literally geared towards getting you in front of as many vendors as possible. Uh, and like I said, we had board meetings. And if I remember correctly, we had 15 board meetings where vendors came to us and, you know, it wasn't always a pitch. It was educational. We could ask questions and interact um, but these vendors obviously paid money to get us there and, uh, it was a good event. Uh, there was also opportunity to hang after the sessions. We had vendor dinners. We had a nice, big, huge, uh, event to close, uh, the conference on Tuesday night, karaoke bar. And no, I did not sing piano bar. There's another bar I didn't make it to because I don't bar hop. Uh, food, fantastic. Lovely place. So that is the exchange conference, a must-attend event for anyone in the IT industry. Now, you may only want to go once a year because, like I said, it's intense. It is vendors in your face all day, every day, and you better have staff back at your office because you will not have time to uh, sneak out of a session and go do a repair remotely because that's the way it is. Now, I will also say that many of you have started to pay attention to my swag collection because what I have started to do over the years is when I attend these events, I will go and grab all the swag I can. Now, why do I do that? I don't know. I just thought it was a cool thing to do. I like to get stuff from the vendors. Now, I don't wear the shirts. If you've ever seen me, you notice I don't wear vendor shirts. But I have started to collect them, and they are, I know you can't see it, and I'm pointing up to nothing. And if you're listening by audio, you're like, dude, what are you doing? So I am starting to hang all the vendor shirts from the rafters in my new space, in the old tattoo parlor that we got booted out. 
So I'm starting to hang all the vendor shirts up there. Um, I have, oh, I do have a question. If somebody has been collecting socks from all the vendor shows, so I've been collecting the socks, but I don't wear the socks. I had thought about giving them away uh, to family members because we have a cabin that we go to every December. And I thought, hey, this will be a cool thing to just show up with all these cool looking socks for all the, they're not going to wear those socks. I'm Sorry. I'm not going to wear the socks. So I'm thinking the way I've just, uh, just started hanging shirts, um, I can't hang socks. So does anybody have a good way to display socks? So I'm going to do something where I'm like, hey, here's all the vendor socks um, and all of that. But, oh, that's another thing. So I mentioned all the vendors at this conference. So if you are somebody that likes swag and you show up to this conference, you either better bring another suitcase or a way to ship everything back because you're not going to be able to fit all the swag in that case that you brought with you with your clothes. Because like I said, there is a ton. I probably got, I don't know, 20 cups and mugs and thermoses and 30 shirts. And of course all the pins and trinkets and stuff, but it's a lot. So let me tell you about what I thought were some of the cool swag things. Now, these are not all winners, but they're kind of honorable mentions. And I'm going to hold up first this little pen-looking thingy with the green spiked hair. Uh, This is a pen from Wasabi. And they actually had two looking items and I've got in one hand the the pen it's a white pen with the wasabi logo in the the green person with a thumbs up and then they've got another thing that I thought was a pen but it's not um, well it is a pen but it's also got um, what I thought was a flashlight on one end but it's not it's actually a compass. And there's a couple of other things that I don't know what they do. There's this plastic thing that comes off. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, it opens. And I thought that's why there might be a flashlight thingy somewhere. So I don't know what that does. Uh, it does come apart. And there are little screwdriver bits inside. So you've got your flathead and you've got your... The name escapes me, and I don't know why. You've got your uh, star <laughs> it's screwdriver bit. So if if you need to carry around a multi-purpose tool, uh, I thought these were interesting from Wasabi. And they put it all back together here. So this was a nice honorable mention. Now, I always grab pens, and usually pens are not... Uh, part of my swag thing because I just throw them in a big bin and as customers or people come in and need pens, I'll just have them there. But kind of interesting ideas from Wasabi. All right. I should also mention Open Text. They brought, and this is something that has been missing from conferences, in my opinion. 
I used to love going to conferences and finding all of these USB chargers. And I'm talking about the USB 3-in-1, 4-in-1, 5-in-1 chargers. And they they haven't been around for a, a few years. I think about the time socks started showing up, USB cords, uh, the multi-charger cords started going away. So I was happy to see that my good friends at OpenText, and this is the cybersecurity division of OpenText, came with a decent size. This is probably about 36 inches of a multi-USB charger, and they've got your typical micro-USB, USB-C, and your iPhone, iPad charger on the end there. So that, I just wanted to give an honorable mention to them because, like I said, I haven't seen these in quite some, some time, and I was happy that one was there. There were others there, but this was the only one that was, like I said, this is, you know, some of them are only like six inches. You know, you, you can't really, you know, charge your phone and do everything in six inches. But uh, a nice, long, 36-inch multi-USB charger from OpenText was a nice addition there. Um, so I want to say that I was going to give props to my good friends over at Pax8. So they had a shirt there that was, was a nice black long sleeve shirt that had some nice designs on each arms. It's a nice, cool looking shirt. They've got a nice design on the back, the front. And the reason I like it is because I don't like shirts that have like the full image on the front. This has got like a little pocket logo, just like you would have a logo of a company up there. And I thought that's a cool shirt, but I had to, I had to disqualify them because this wasn't true swag. And what I mean by that was not everybody could get a shirt. You had to sign up for a demo or know somebody to get a shirt. And so I have to say that the only reason I got this shirt is because of my new best friend, Rob Ray, was there at the event and got me a shirt. So many of you know that, you know, Robin Ray and I now are, you know, we're best friends. He's been on the show. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of stuff together. You know, he's going to try to make me a PAX 8 partner. And we have an event coming up that Rob is hosting that uh, I will be announcing later. But if you're looking at the video now, I've got, of course, the pictures of me and Rob at the PAX 8 event. And folks, listen, I got a kiss from the Godfather. Rob Ray kissed me on the cheek, almost blessing me. Um, I just bring, choked me up right now just talking about it. So I got the shirt, but Pax 8 did not qualify for uh, swag of the conference. But it was a nice gesture and just wanted to throw a picture up with me and Rob from the conference. Now, I kind of have to put this as a runner-up slash other category. So many of you know that the previous host of this podcast, uh, Matt Rainey, was a watchguard guy. 
And WatchGuard was one of the presenters at Exchange that was in our boardroom. And PAX 8 and all the other people that came into the boardroom, yes, they would have different swag for the boardroom than they did down at the vendor hall. But WatchGuard did something that was just far beyond what everybody else did. They came in with this big wooden box, and I... I couldn't bring the box. That's that's why I told everybody, if you go to this event, you need to bring another bag. So I had to take stuff out of the box because I could not pack it. And what was in the box when you open it up was this thermos mug, which kind of looks like a Yeti with a handle uh, with the WatchGuard logo on it. And it's your typical, you know, drink, travel mug. Um, that alone by itself would be nice. But then there were also two of these nice glass tumblers with the WatchGuard logo embossed onto the glass. And this was, again, nicely packed in the box. And with the tumblers came coasters, also with the WatchGuard logo. And again, these were all wonderfully wonderfully packed into a wooden box that uh, obviously would protect them, but it was a big, a big, you know, piece in the thing. And last there was this black ball also in the box that you're thinking, what in the world is this? But it is a silicon ball, which if you take it apart, you'll see has this inner chamber And when you put it together, and I know that if you're listening by audio, this doesn't help you, but basically it is a ball. It's got a flat bottom, so it it won't roll. But there's a hole in the top. And what you do is you fill this with water. You put it in your freezer, and it makes a big watch guard ice ball that you could then put inside your tumbler with an adult beverage. So that was a fantastic swag giveaway, but they also don't qualify because it was given to board members and was not available as swag. And as you can imagine, all of these things in a nice wooden box, too much money to give a swag on the vendor hall floor. So that leaves us with my vote for the top swag at the conference which happens to be another firewall vendor, by the way. And I picked this because, again, I normally don't pick things that are obvious, but this is a mug by SonicWall, but it is not your typical mug. Yes, it is a ceramic mug, but it is almost a soup bowl-like design that is big enough for you not only to do your coffee or your tea, But as I said, your soup, your oatmeal, anything that you would like to, you know, just put up there, you know, some hot cocoa and, you know, wrap your hands around. It's big enough that, you know, I've got big hands. So, of course, my my fingers interlace around the end. But, you know, you can just get in there and warm yourself up. And this is a nice, a nice ceramic mug by our friends over at SonicWall and, Of course, now I got to reach out to them and see if they'll come on the show and 
talk about this. And I went to go see if this was something that anybody could get on their own. But uh, even though Sonic Wall has a Sonic Wall store, I did not find this in the store. They have a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't know if you can just buy it, you know, at random or if you have to be a Sonic Wall employee. But uh, uh, yes, Chris, <laughs> comment from the chat. Um, this is this is a this is a mug with some heft, uh, a nice morning adult beverage. So Sonic Wall gets my vote for best swag at the Exchange 2023 conference. So you can hear it hit the desk. That is that is a nice nice mug. So that's it for the Exchange conference and the swag. Uh, talked a little bit more about it than I thought I would, but that's it. So. Uh oh, that is the sound of the gator. Yes, that is the new sound of Florida man. And because I don't have a guest, uh, I obviously won't be doing a Florida man challenge, but I wanted to read to you this story and I wanted to let you guys know that this is the legend of Florida man. First of all, it's, it's going to be exploited on Netflix because they just started a series on Florida man. And it's going to be a good one. We'll talk about that later, but this is how I, I want to explain Florida man tonight. They say that lightning does not strike in the same place twice. Well, tonight's story is going to prove to you that it does. So here's a story. That has the title, Florida man uses pizza to slap girlfriend on her face because she tried to throw away his pizza. And this was a man that was arrested by the police in Charlotte County, Florida, back on September 23rd, 2020. The victim told the police that her boyfriend had told her in an angry way that she should not throw the dinner away. She threw the box on the ground and told the police that he picked up the pizza got into a temper, pulled a slice, and hit her on the face. So he was charged with domestic battery. So this was a story in September 2020. I want to read you a story from March 17th, 2023. A Florida man in Marion County, Florida, is facing a battery charge after he allegedly slapped a woman with a slice of pizza during your argument. On March 17th, deputies responded to a Marion County home for a possible domestic disturbance after receiving a 911 hang-up call. When they arrived, they found the suspect, 39-year-old Ortello Alfonso, outside the residence. He told law enforcement that he had gotten into an argument with the woman. When deputies spoke with the woman to confirm what happened, she told deputies that Alfonso Kate became upset about her physically disciplining someone on his bottom area and struck her in the face with a slice of pizza. The report doesn't say who she's accused of disciplining, obviously a minor, but deputies say the woman's shirt was covered in pizza sauce and pizza remnants were found in her hair and ear area. And inside the home, officials also found pizza sauce on the walls in the ceiling of the kitchen. Alfonso was detained in handcuffs. He had later admitted 
to striking her with a pizza and was arrested on a charge of simple battery. So there you go, folks. Lightning striking in Florida twice. Two men slapping their women with slices of pizza. One in 2020 and another here in 2023. Fantastic. All right, that I think is going to do it here for the show. Uh, I do want to go ahead and mention, so I mentioned that I had gone to Exchange. uh, I had been to the MSP Expo. I don't know how many events I will be uh, visiting this year. Uh, One of them will be coming up uh, this later in June as ASCII visits St. Petersburg, Florida. So I'm going to let you know about that one. So if you are going to be in the Tampa area, so Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Uh, June 21st through the 22nd, uh, I will be there for the ASCII event. It is now called ASCII Edge. It is no longer the Success Summit. So if you go to ASCII.com slash events, uh, you can see all of the dates for the upcoming events. Um, Today, I believe, uh, they started the event in Atlanta. So today and tomorrow, ASCII is in Atlanta. And then next month in April, on the 19th and 20th, they will be in Dallas. So you can uh, do that. I do want to say that, let's see here. I I probably should have done this for the exchange talk that I do want to say to the vendors. Now, I know that since the event, vendors have been calling my office and my gatekeeper has done a fantastic job of I don't want to say keeping them away, but we had talked about the fact that I needed a couple of weeks to kind of get back involved with the business, get some projects caught up, stuff that I could not do while I was in Orlando. So I asked her to make sure that the vendors knew that, hey, needed some time, couldn't talk to everybody right away. Remember, there was 100 plus there, maybe 130. I don't know. It was a lot. So, of course, I can't talk to all of them. So I do want to say thank you to all the vendors that have been patient that have either, you know, just sent an email, asked me, you know, to let them know when I would be willing to talk. Uh, those that have been, you know, kind enough to say, okay, we'll call back later. Uh, some of you, of course, don't listen and call and email every day. Yeah, stop it. But it has been fantastic. So normally, I don't do vendor trials until the end of the year because, as you know, I, I like what I do. It works. I don't want to change until I have to, but I'm in a situation now where I'm going to probably have to do a lot more trials this year than before. Uh, We just placed an ad earlier this week for a technician because it is time. Uh, Uncle Marv needs some help. Uh, I've got to, you know, get another technician in place to help me do some stuff so that I can support Uh, My clients, we just added a client, even though I'm losing that one. We added another client that is uh, 60 users, uh, 60 stations, Macs, iPads, Wi-Fi, two locations. It's it's a nice little client. So I I, I need some help. So it's time. So we are hiring a tech, and I need to now get serious about something as simple as a PSA. Didn't need it when it was just me and my subcontractors, but now – need to do it. So I will be demoing Synchro MSP next week. So just so that you guys know, oh my God, is he really? Yes, I am. Now I'm also demoing the MSP uh, 
PSA program that comes with Enable, who is the RMM that I use. So I am going to see if the MSP manager that works currently with my Enable will be enough. And if I stay with where I'm at, or do I make the jump over to Synchro? So I know that a lot of you use Synchro. Uh, I've had them on the show. Uh, They are actually an affiliate of the show. And um, I have a referral link that if you also want to demo Synchro, uh, you can do that. And the code is ITMARV. And I'll have a link in the show note that if you too want to demo Synchro, we can do it together and share notes and stuff. Of course, if you use Synchro and you want to say, Marv, man, let me tell you what it can do. Tell me, send me an email, send me a message and talk to me about Synchro. Uh, I will be demoing them. I don't know. I think it's 21 days. I may ask them for some more because I need some time. Uh, But that's going to happen. And then I'll probably end up demoing probably your three or four other products later this year. So I will be sharing my experience with all that. Uh, In response to that, Synchro is doing a Ask Me Anything webinar. And I know that some of you may not listen to this show until later. Uh, Again, today is uh, Wednesday, March 22nd, Thursday, the 23rd. I believe the time is 1 p.m. ASCII will be doing a Ask Us Anything webinar. So I've got the link in for that. So if you get this, you know, before then, you can go there, sign up and listen to their webinar where they will talk about all the new and fantastic things, Synchro. And of course, you can ask whatever questions you want on this, I think it's a Zoom call. So it's not like it's just a, you know, non-interactive webinar. Um, Synchro is doing the best that they can to listen to people. So I encourage you to sign up and be a part of that. I will be there. And uh, of course, I'll be trialing them next week. All right, that's going to do it, folks. I want to thank you for downloading subscribing, watching, listening, all the things that you do uh, for this show. If you have found value in this, I urge you, head over to the website, itbusinesspodcast.com, and click a player link and subscribe or follow so that you'll be alerted whenever new shows come out. Again, we're going to be doing a lot of uh, off, not off-Broadway, but non-live shows. So there'll be some audio podcasts that won't show up in the video feed. So if you want to get those, you'll be alerted with those. Some of those will be short. They're just going to be some of these uh, IT etiquette tips and stories that I'll go over. They're going to be some quick interviews with some other MSPs. Uh, So you'll want to follow on your favorite podcatcher and catch those when they come out. I've also added the sponsor tab back to the website And I did that because, you know what, I would like to get some assistance in uh, taking care of some of the bills that come with the show. Um, You can, of course, shop on Amazon uh, by clicking the link on the page there where it says shop Amazon and all the purchases that you make will bring back a little bit of commission to the show that is there, but also the sponsor page where you can visit the websites of the sponsors and affiliates of the show. So you can click on NetAlly, Computers Done Right. Uh, the Synchro affiliate, affiliate link that I mentioned is there. Uh, you're going to find a new affiliate link for Avic. Yes, Avic, the uh, network monitoring company. I use Domotes, 
But again, this show is not really just for me. It's for all of you out there as well. Some of you may find value in Aubic. I will be talking with them a little bit later. We'll get them on the show and see what they have. But if you are interested in Aubic and want to do a demo with them, there is an affiliate link there. So I would appreciate it if you guys head over to the sponsor tab at itbusinesspodcast.com and find ways that you can support the show, share the show with your friends and colleagues, and let me know what things can we do to help you and your business. Vendors, what can we do to help you reach uh, MSPs and learn what it is that we need to run our business? Right now, we are going to be all about making things better, smarter, and faster. That's going to do it for this show. Thank you again. I will see you next week. Same time, same channel. And until then, holla.